We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. What we do not do is spy unlawfully on Americans. We are leaving in 2014. Period. Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. America's public enemy number one in the United States is drug abuse. In order to fight and defeat this enemy, it is necessary to wage a new all-out offensive. You are listening to Biting the Bullet with Luke and Typo. Welcome everyone to Biting the Bullet. It's me, Typo, and Luke, as always. And this week, we have a longtime page I have followed. You guys, like, I knew about your memes long before I knew about you two. But your meme page was very big. It was big on Facebook. It was big on Instagram. And that's kind of how me and Luke got into, uh, like, Liberty and Libertarian shit. Was basically, we got memed into it. We followed a bunch of memes and shit. And we're like, well, these guys sound cool. And I got to say, you guys were probably one of the bigger accounts that we all followed. We shared your memes around. Uh, and that is Ma Freedom Memes. And it's Brandon and Tony. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey. Love y'all. Yeah, I always yeah. tell people there's two ways how you become like into libertarianism slash anarchism, wherever you are. Memes or Ron Paul. And that's how you tell if they're <laughs> one of the good ones. It's one of those two areas. Hey, oh, yeah, uh, Brandon's the brainchild of Ma Freedom Memes. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a tag along now. You're, you're just oh, a okay. residential shit poster. Yeah. Well, I don't even do that. I just uh, I, I've joined him on the podcast, and uh, I'm just kind of there, so he's not talking to himself all the time. Which I do. Yeah, I have no long. problem with that. He he actually he dragged me into the whole liberty movement and actually introduced me to people like you know Ron Paul and Judge Napoliano, people like that. And so now I'm dragging oh, him wow. into the shit post world. So it's been a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like I'm bringing you when... with me. This is all your fault. When did you when did you start Ma Freedom Memes? So I had started a gaming podcast called The Pod Squad. Uh, basically just goofing around fun. We played games. We played like, you know, like table, not really tabletop games, but like party games, just having a good time. And I basically, during the same time, was getting into like a lot of different Liberty pages on Facebook. And someone was basically making the Mo Rhodes argument. And they were like, oh, libertarians hate, you know, or the guy was like, oh, you just want, you care about my roads. And the person was like, yeah, well, libertarians only care about my freedom memes. And so I immediately <laughs> went and just made a page called my freedom memes. And I'm like, oh, you called? And I got like hundreds of likes right off just from that comment. I think it was on a liberty memes post. And it was just literally a, just a troll. And it did better than the gaming page. And the more I started reading like different books and just getting into the philosophy of, you know, libertarianism, um, my memes just started to get more complicated and I'm just like, you know what? I'm just gonna keep doing this for now. And it just kind of went. The the market finds a way. Am I right? Uh, <laughs> seriously, dude. It, it really does. <laughs> You're like, oh, this is more beneficial. I'm going to do this and I enjoy it too. So it works out. Oh yeah. No, I, I could, it was, it was way funner. And I couldn't make a proper meme to save my life. Every time I bring one to Brandon and I say, Hey, how about this one? He's like, eh, try again. So, uh, well, so we, we had a side project for a while. It was called the state of being free that we hopefully, I hope we bring it back one day. Um, super cool. had a thing. We basically did a podcast, him and I, um, cause you know, Tony's my father-in-law and he actually helped get me into a lot of this stuff. As I said, 
and he dragged me kind of into the liberty mindset in a way. Of course, in so a lot of ways, I've surpassed him in what I believe. Like even I'll say things I'll be like, ah, I don't know about that one, chief. Um, but during that <laughs> thing, I was like, we need to make. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. And um, so he started making memes like, oh, I want to try this. It would bring it up to me, and it would be like, you know. A little bit boomerish, not gonna lie, but it was, it was a great effort. It was a great start, you know. Gotta start somewhere. It's like typo yeah, is dead. Yeah, I think I think it all, you know, where how extreme you are really kind of ebbs and flows with how angry you are with things around you. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're right. There's there's some days where like like I get very anarchish, and I can tell it's because of my mood, and I'm like, ah, I need to, I need to go take a chill pill for a little bit, take a cold shower or something, because I'm more mad at you know whatever else is going on than like actually taking a second and being like, uh, you know, not a lot has changed for me in this exact scenario, so I don't know why if I'm if so I, upset about it. If, if I keep posting about this, I'm gonna get my door knocked. So yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That, that was I'm me during all like, the, the boogla meme stuff. Like the boog stuff was just like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Anger. Yeah. And that was a lot of people's thing. And yeah, it kind of died down after a while. But I was like, yeah, hey, you know what? Probably should take a step back from that. <laughs> that yeah. That's that's where I come in because he's like living life large when he's in that zone because he's getting a lot of responses and a lot of people <laughs> are commenting and everything. And I'm like, dude, that's like, <laughs> that's a little, a little hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you do know they're yeah, going to knock on your door, right? Yeah. I'm just like, ah, <laughs> well, that'll be fine. <laughs> See, the boogaloo stuff is kind of how we, it's not that we ever, we always talked about it, but we never, we always told people, it was like, we don't think this would work. We think this is a terrible idea. And like, we would always like cater it with that. But then we would be like, but what would you do if there was a boogaloo? (laughs) And then we would just start talking about it and stuff. And, uh, but then our memes would kind of reflect that for our page. And we kind of just took it as a joke. And then. Right. And then things happen and you're like, wait a minute, this, they don't, yeah. they don't take that as a joke, guys. <laughs> you gotta well, calm and down. They're, and, they're completely and the, serious. Okay. Yeah. And then the other problem was like, I think our, our, the initials for biting the bullet, just people started calling us yeah. the BTB boys for a while. <laughs> and it was just like, it just too much closely resembled Boogaloo boys. <laughs> and like when they would initialize Boogaloo boys, and you know right. we were like, nah, they they have the wrong, they have the wrong outfit because they were in you know cargo shorts and um, Hawaiian t shirts, and we're like, no, nah, we're doing Russian Adidas track suits and AKs like that's <laughs> right, that's all, all day thing. long, yeah, yeah. And uh, so we were like, uh, we really didn't think we were a part of any of it. Like we were just like, nah, we're like we'll talk about this in a theoretical standpoint. But uh, then we just kept getting grouped in with it. And we were like, oh, maybe we should uh, stray away from the Boogaloo stuff and, uh, <laughs> you know, move on to like the other things because it's getting a little too hot for that. <laughs> like, did you hear me say in Minecraft? I specifically said in yeah. Minecraft. I just want <laughs> exactly. everyone to know that. Okay, just yeah, well, they'll back. call anybody an insurrectionist these days. Exactly. So you got to be yeah. careful. Yeah, you're not wrong. Like, fuck, I, I just saw something recently. Uh, I can't remember who. Who shared it? But it was uh, bringing back up the uh, the parents at uh, PTA meetings and stuff like that, and how they're yeah. still 
like getting questioned and things like that. And it's just wild. It's just a, a crazy yeah, time dude. to be alive. Yeah. Well, they're going after, they're already like targeting just parents that are upset at fucking school board meetings. What are they going to do to the shit poster? That's like literally advocating for revolution. Like what are, you, <laughs> what are they going to do? Dude? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. The shit poster is kind of screwed. Not going to lie. Like, I mean, if, if that person's an insurrectionist, uh, you know, you're Satan yourself. That's just, you know, yeah. Yeah. You're just well, it's like, funny to me. Like, like, you go ahead. Well, that actress, that, that act, I don't know if she's an actress or a comedian or if she is, I don't know if she's that funny, but uh, Kathy Griffin, I think her name is. Yeah, not She is the one that, <laughs> yeah, she's not funny at all. Um, And that's not because she's a woman, I promise. Um, No, it's because it's um, basically, <laughs> basically it was like, yeah, she got all this fame because she did the thing where she held Trump's, uh, Trump's severed head, right? right. Mm, and everyone was all yeah. freaking out over it. And I was like, eh, this is kind of pro-clutching. I mean, it ain't, it ain't a good look, don't get me wrong, but it's like, she obviously is not a real She's not going to do that. Like, this is this is stupid. But she did it again where she's like, I, I swear that these people want people to vote for Republicans. It's like she goes, if you don't want a civil war, if you want a civil war or excuse me, if you don't want a civil war, vote for Democrats in November. And if you want a civil war, vote Republican. And I'm like, you want me to vote Republican? Is that what you're trying to make me do? Like, what, what is wrong with you? And I don't think that's true at all. Like, you know, the Republicans mm-hmm. wish they were that un- unapologetic. But I mean, it's just like, what, what are you all doing? Like, their optics are horrible. Yeah, dude, they're really bad at that. They're really, really bad. I like it. I that's a thing. It's like with I don't know what it is about like blue check marks, but they're like the most uninteresting, dumb people ever. That like people, yeah. regular people, just don't connect with them and understand why they're like fucking mad. <laughs> like they're like, what are you freaking right. out about? Because someone said mean shit. I'm like I don't know. Like they're they're the most uninteresting. I hate like that's why I hate Twitter sometimes. And I always like talk about it. it's like the it's always the blue checks versus the non blue checks on Twitter because everyone that's yeah. a check mark is fucking disgusting. <laughs> well, when I see a check mark, strange... I'm like you're you're dumb. They're kind of like the audiences on the old TV show, right? It's like outrage. They just put put the sign up yeah. and everybody screams, yeah. <laughs> and then they're like no. support. Uh, now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So true. Absolutely Straight ridiculous. Up NPCs. Yeah, well, NPCs, it's like yeah, that's back, what they are. Yeah, back to the the Kathy Griffin thing, and and it it's kind of like the visual too, where she can hold up Trump like that, and everybody's just like can ride it off. But you know, some uh, military way. aged white male that looks like typo holding up Barack Obama in the same instance looks a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right, exactly. You know? <laughs> so like the, it's it's like you would be arrested, plain and simple. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. You know, it's just like one of those weird things where it's like, yeah, she's a headed 40 plus 50 plus year old, like generally not fit or in any kind of like strong shape um, holding up Donald Trump, who is, you know, Donald Trump of all people. And yeah, it's and like, the only yeah, thing- I don't think anybody's worried about Kathy Griffin. doing. The only- that. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I really knew her was that she did that. Uh, New Year's show with Anderson Cooper every year. Like I don't know, honestly, I didn't really know who Kathy Griffith was besides doing that because my mom would watch that shit every year, and that's the only time I saw her. So was what, what is she even famous for? Is she comedian? I think yeah. she used to be funnier, and then yeah. she got like hateful, and then it's just like that's all she's got anymore. Mm. Tony, how'd you she's... get into all this? How'd you how'd you get into you know the the libertarian sphere? Ah oh, man, it's it's been a long road for me. It started uh, <laughs> it started uh, in the Bush era, and kind okay. of coming out of that a little disillusioned after after nine eleven and the Patriot Act, and I yeah. I kind of woke up during all that part part, 
I had a buddy in, uh, where I worked that was, uh, he was, he was, I wouldn't say he was libertarian or anything. He, he just didn't like Republicans. And <laughs> I remember listening to some of the stuff and he's like, yeah, what he's saying is kind of true. You know, I just like, I just, and it just kind of evolved from there. Cause is the NSA stuff and Edward Snowden. I think I even started watching, uh, this is a weird one. Glenn Beck at one point. Yeah. where he was going oh, through okay. each of the uh, founding fathers. I mean, I don't like Glenn Black, but he did this thing where he did this, he went through each founding father, and I just started learning more about, like, uh, you know, deeper about what freedom means, right? And what our founders envisioned versus what we got today, and it just kind of went that way. And then And then Ron Paul was there. So, I mean, he kind of caught me as I was at the same time and i was like man this is the closest we've got to a founder since uh our founders i think yeah so, so yeah, especially so you, some, yeah go ahead i was just gonna say you were so you're like see i think a lot of people that especially who we podcast with like we're kind of we don't we're, we didn't really come from the ron paul era like some people we we know did but like i guess mm -hmm. me and luke are kind of just too young so, like, was it really Ron Paul that kind of, like, really pushed you into these ideas? Uh, no, I, I I would say that what he did was he gave a voice to what I already okay. felt. Oh, okay, you know what I mean? Okay. Like, yeah, so I was sure. already feeling that way, and he just kind of drew my focus to it versus, gotcha. like, I mean, I grew up in, you know, I grew up in this, like, I was born in 1970. I grew up, I remember a country where you could basically go do whatever you wanted to. I mean, I used to okay. ride in the back of the pickup in my grandpa's truck, you know, I mean, just, yeah. just little stuff for a little kid, you know, uh, I, I used to, we used to shoot anywhere we wanted to shoot. Right. Like as long as it was safe, you yeah. know, um, I bought my first rifle at Kmart in California, you know, <laughs> wow. Uh, California. Like, what? That's like on dark days <laughs> at like 14 years old. You know, so, I mean, I remember the days, you know, things didn't start slipping until like, you know, the 80s, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it did, but, you know, it, you didn't feel it as the country was progressing back then, right? There was a lot of that, you know, you know, it's a free country. I mean, that used to be a saying I grew up with. It's, it's a free country. I don't ever hear that no more. No, that's, <clears throat> that's true. <laughs> that's crazy. That is kind of, that is something that. I guess that with being younger, it's kind of weird because we don't even know like the freedom that your dad had before you or your grandpa had before you. Yeah. Like you don't, you can't even like grasp that concept because now we're like, I mean, basically the government's been spying on us since I was like six. <laughs> so like yeah. I'm used yeah. to everything's a law. <laughs> everything's regulated. Everything yeah. has some sort of government interface in it yes. at every point you live in. It's like, okay, yeah, this, this is, that's, that's our normal. It's very weird. Yeah. It's yeah, like it's the, crazy. That oh, go ahead. Sorry, no, go ahead. ahead. Uh, I was gonna just make a joke, but it's like that Bane quote: "Like he merely adopted the dark. We were born in it, molded <laughs> by it. Like molded by it. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, it's it's funny because I think every generation has a little bit of that, or and I think some of it, as far as what it felt like to be a citizen of the United States, kind of went back and forth a little bit over the last right. century, you know. But mm -hmm. I mean." The way I grew up, man, I was, I mean, I, I was saying on a podcast a couple of weeks ago, 
But I just remember going to like uh, the Air Force Base and watching the soldiers march when I was like seven years old and being like, oh, well, these guys really, you know, these are heroes and all this stuff. And mm -hmm. then as, as time went on, you start you start growing up a little bit, you know, yeah. and uh, you start to realize that uh, the government is uh, taking well-intentioned people and using them ways that um, uh, they shouldn't be. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, imagine a world like correct. that. I could imagine a world like that where you can just walk in and and there's still Kmart's. I mean, that's like that's insane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Toys R Us and Kmart still exist. Like, right, dude. Like, I, I remember actually. I remember Toys R Us. Like, I remember like yeah, they, three times I went in there. Like, they that stole was, my that was a good childhood. Yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. Well, Blockbuster's gone. Like, what the I know. fuck, guys? <laughs> that's when America right. went downhill, dude. Well, when Blockbuster Video went away and Netflix took over, like America was gone. Like, we don't know what yeah. that America was. Yeah, well, back. maybe. Oh. Maybe that kind of explains why younger generations are so goddamn radical. Like, it doesn't matter what yeah. ideology it is. It's like, you know, there's lefties are becoming like more socialist and commie or whatever. You know, the right wing is going, I, I don't know, fucking wherever they're going. And we're like libertarians are like basically the younger generation. Most of them are like anarchists now. And that might explain why, because everything's so goddamn in our lives. <laughs> yeah, it's changed yeah, well, so much. Well, it's weird, right? So, like, when I was a kid, um, we didn't have phones. We didn't even have pagers or beepers, if yeah. you guys know what those are. Uh, they, I had uh, one. Uh, the, the, they had radios. They had, like, mm -hmm. you know, like Motorola radios. That's about all they had. Um, and so the, your, your sphere of influence was so small, you know, and I think communication – started uh expanding with cell phones right um yeah and the even more than the telephone right and then they can monitor us they can use it to manipulate us as time went on right you know they were wiretapping doing all this stuff on the phone the more people use the phone the more information they could get illegally right and um i think i think that as as time goes on you know you start to build up a a a defense against that kind of stuff and i think that's what's happening right now right like like it took a while to know that you're sick before right um people start fighting it on on mass you know and hopefully that continues but i just hope it's not too late yeah you know that's the biggest thing right like typo and i are pretty big like national divorce people where it's like maybe we should you know promote secession as much as possible you're seeing a lot a, a bigger push from it from the lefties recently um but it it's was always already like, yeah that's pretty crazy i've well i've always been one to say that like it has to be the lefties that do it because it's peaceful if they do it but it's you right, know right. a right wing coup if the righties do it or it's inherently racist if the mm -hmm. right does it so i always said that the left has to do it so it's kind of surprising seeing more and more of them talk about it but uh yeah. Yeah, I think the I I think it's kind of like what you said, where <clears throat> you know communication and how it's expanded and exploded so quickly, especially over the last fifteen years, like not even like just before that, just how quick and the what's up, everyone? Let me take a second and tell you about our new sponsor, David Day. He offers a legal protection membership that gives you access to attorneys twenty four seven for as little as a dollar a day. 
When you're pulled over, don't talk to the police. Shut the fuck up and call your attorney. When a company screws you over, don't try to call and fight them. Have your attorney write them a letter. Take action to be the man of your house and protect your family from the worst aspects of the state. Visit David's website at davidday.com backslash bullet so that he knows we sent you. Um, that website is david, D-A-V-I-D-D-D-A-Y.com backslash bullet. Uh, let him know that we sent you and uh, hope he protects everything you need out there. Um, viable medias that you can use to get that information out there like Twitter. Twitter is a crazy news source because you can get lifetime updates from people that don't have like, yeah, they have an opinion, but they're not like getting paid to have that opinion. They're just doing it for the tweet or whatever at all ends of the earth. And they can say whatever the fuck they want to. And it's like both a blessing and a curse, right? Like both of them, you know, it's kind of like what Tony said, where they got to listen more, they could gain more information and access to who each individual person is. So that's like a, that's like one of the bad things. And then the other, the good things are, you know, you can talk with anybody across the entire world in an instant, like literally in an instant. And it just goes up into a fucking, uh, up into a satellite and then back down into somebody else's phone that you're trying to talk to in an instant. And that's just a wild, that's a wild capability that nobody ever thought that that was going to be a thing. And so it's just kind of interesting how yeah. it's it, it's both a blessing and a curse in that instance. The Arab Spring happened over Twitter. Yes, that's yeah. what's crazy. And Facebook, yeah, Facebook and Twitter. I remember. You guys yeah, remember yeah, the yeah. Uh, uh, the Whiskey Warrior situation? Yeah, that was another big one. Yeah. That's one that I like to that bring was, up every that, time. That was another one, right? And that's more more of the curse, right? Because like you had this situation of of when people were already like hot about gun control and stuff, and yeah, someone goes like, I'm being red flagged. They're taking my guns away because I have high capacity magazines. And people literally showed up to this dude's house armed and ready to go. Like two or three of them at least. And most people just talked about it, but it's like, turns out the guy, man, that guy probably was just beating his girlfriend and a little bit crazy, you know? Yeah. Like, but but people literally saw this in live, like thousands of people were talking about it and it like trends and people are like, Oh, we got to do something. We got to help, help this guy. And it's like, it uh, turns out it was like completely over and it was totally like not real. And people, then people kept pushing it further. Like, Oh yeah. Like they're 10, 100 yeah. Patriots running over there right now. And yeah. the whole thing was just wild, dude. Like, well, yeah. Well, and it's I, like, Oh, go ahead, Tony. Oh, I was just going to say, it's very strange because the amount of information that we can get at any moment and from all kinds of different people is like unheard of in the history of the world. Right. And to sift through who you're going to listen to and who you're not is overwhelming. And I think that's the, that's the, I mean, I, I don't know if we'll get to the point where we basically ignore everybody or <laughs> right. we'll actually well, literally be able to decipher it and uh, keep control of, uh, uh, you know, our wits while we are, um, yeah. You know, you just angry. listen to whatever Alec Jones says, and you're probably yeah. Gonna be yeah. Right. <laughs> well, you'll you'll think... be right in 15 years. It'll be vindicated at least. Yeah. Right, right, right. They'll call you crazy now, but later on, they're putting the quarter in the jar. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's kind of like what human beings right now are doing now. Like we're trying to figure out who's telling the truth or who's like. Uh, I think that's not there's a big push us. for that right now. Yeah, I, because like yeah. for the longest time, they the regime had control of the microphone. Like and now mm-hmm. we've we're in this field now where it's like now there's a everyone everyone has a microphone which is like kind of weird <laughs> that everyone has a yeah, microphone and not the best like it's not the <laughs> not, best not thing the to best. have <laughs> it's super cool and it's and See, really weird 
Yeah. See, that's the anarchist movement right there. I, I, yeah. It just dawned on me that the idea is, is that I don't know who's telling the truth, but I know the government isn't. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's it to the T. <laughs> well, I mean, that's yeah. why that's why censorship is so important to me. Right. I mean, back when we were on Facebook, oh, yeah. uh, every time an election happened, you would literally see people who had great traction, very large pages um, putting out the message, I would say, and oh, well, this is the first day of election season. All of a sudden, they'd go down to like 10%. And it was like everyone, everyone right. across the board. And I actually had a group for a little while. We called it the Liberty Initiative. And it essentially just took a bunch of different page groups and um, some bigger, some smaller, and they just kind of worked together. And then what we found is that when people were sharing their algorithms or sharing their their reach, it's like, yeah, on, the, on this day, all of a sudden we got like, you know, a, a page with like 50,000 people was reaching 500 people a post. It's like, that's weird. All on yeah. the same day. So... I mean, th this is why alternative platforms and you know podcasting and all this other stuff is so important, right? Because the regime knows that their their control on the mic is slipping, right? And it makes them very just, nervous because at the end of the day, their arguments aren't very good, right? They really you know, require so, being the only yeah. voice in the room, you yeah. know. So it's Som like, sometimes, sometimes I'm afraid they're not slipping and they know exactly what they're doing. You know, when dude, you watch like an election it? night, Ooh. right? Yeah, and you yeah. have people and they're like, oh well gonna make it seem like the other side is winning and that's gonna make everybody not vote i'm like right. that that seems opposite to the way i think but yeah. for whatever reason yeah. they know that that works and so that's the strange part dude right. i i always have that problem too where uh, typo and i go back and forth about this a lot where it's like are they are they stupid or are they uh what's the what's the other side of that are they stupid or are they are Actually, they like genius? Are they evil yeah, or are they is this a psyop? Yeah, this is a psyop, yeah. isn't it? Right. Is it is it <laughs> Everything's evil or a is it stupid? <laughs> and it's like, especially coming from the military, because we saw so much stupid. Like in the military, there is so much stupid, and it's not like it seems evil because you're just like, damn, this seems like pretty pretty wrong is what's going on right now. And then at the same time, you're like thinking about the person that's like in charge of what you think is evil and you're like that guy does that die there's nothing going on between his ears like there's no way that like <laughs> there's no way he could devise a plan that this is evil like he couldn't do it because he's just so dumb or she's so dumb and so like that's kind of where we're at where you look at the government and it's like how many of those people do you really think are like because some of the shit that they do, it's like evil mastermind, you know, like it's like mastermind yeah. level evil and how they've persuaded the population or parts of the population, sometimes a majority, sometimes not to think a certain way. It's like they have to legitimately believe that they're doing the right thing, which is dumb, like because it's not the right thing, but they and but at the same time, every what they're doing is evil. And it's like, ah, it's such a hard thing to distinguish against. And that's what's also scary is because you're just like, what the fuck? Like, I know these people aren't that bright. Like, there's some people that you can sit there and you're looking at them and you're like, damn, yeah, you're a, an elected official, but you do not have a thought in your head. Like, somebody's either speaking it into your ear or you're just making it up on the fly, which is what I'd right. probably do if I was in that position. But so holy right. shit this is kind of like the COVID thing, man. Like all the stuff yeah. that they said that, mm. I mean, I sat there and watched COVID play out and like, like right from the get go, I'm like, this is all craziness, you know, masks, all this stuff. And I, there's so many people I watch just jump on the bandwagon and be like super vigilant and like over the top, wear their mask, double mask, triple mask. 
yeah. you know, all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, this is nuts. And now those same people, they're like, they don't even stay home when they're sick. Right. Cause they're pissed <laughs> off that, that they felt so stupid right. yeah. for, for yeah. you know, doing everything they said. So it's like, that's where I don't get it. Right. I don't get how like it even got past that point where people just left all their brains sitting on the floor and just followed. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny you say that. I just had a conversation with a guy at work who was like, and apparently he was pro-mask and he made it very apparent. He was like, yeah, the stupid uh, anti-maskers, right? Because I, I sneezed one day and I, you know, covered myself, right? And they're like, yeah, you know, it's funny, you know, covering your sneeze isn't a big deal. Like, if they don't think that's okay, why do anti-maskers not wear masks? And I'm like, I don't know. Do I walk around with my hand on my face when I'm not sneezing? And he was just it's like, to keep... oh, Okay, uh, I guess I, I guess I see that he just like shut up immediately because he could tell right away. And the whole mass and the mass thing is actually a sensitive subject for me because it's like I actually lost my previous job of like ten years because I wouldn't wear the mask. Oh, wow. Yeah, I um I I pretty much it came to the point where the company that I was working for um was enforcing things that even the local police were not willing to enforce. And I took a real hard problem with the fact that I'm all right. If businesses are going to be the only person enforcing the state's laws, then like, and this is, you know, this isn't the greatest libertarian thought process. It's just where I kind of stand with it, right? I'm like, well, I don't really view you as a free company anymore. And especially since you're selectively right. putting it, like, there was plenty of people who were not wearing masks in this company, right? But they knew mm -hmm. that I had a problem with it, and it became a thing. Because it's like, well, that mm -hmm. might spread, and that might be a thing. And they literally told me, like, I asked for, like, an exemption. They're like, well, if we give it to you, then everyone's going to have to have it. And so we just can't have that. I'm like, well, isn't that, like, their prerogative? Like, what's, what's the point yeah. of having an exemption if you can't do that? They're like, no, we can't do that. And so I literally got, they're like, well, you can either find another job or we're going to fire you. And I'm like, all right, deuces. And so it was like one of those things where it's like, I saw how stupid this was. And then later on, we're seeing things come out like, hey, it turns out masks like erase years of progress in educating children. Or it turns <laughs> out masks are like disgusting and they're like not clean to wear and they actually make you more. And there's all this stuff that's come out since then. It's like, oh, right. cool. Glad you just followed originally, you know? Yeah, that's kind of how my job was. And I fought it up until the last day and then we didn't hear anything about it. Well, and it wasn't about the mask. It was about, they wanted us to declare our vaccination status. And I was like, mm -hmm. nah, I'm not doing it. And there was, there was a couple, there was one guy that's like my good buddy at work. And uh, he was kind of the same way. He was like, nah, I'm not fucking saying shit. And they kept bugging us about it, kept bugging us about it. And it was like coming up on the deadline and then we both got into like an email argument basically with our hr because i'm usually out in the like all over the city so we weren't really going into the office to talk about it but we were out and we're we're on the phone with each other as we're emailing her back both our emails to like her uh inquiries on why we haven't done it and uh, we're we're like, well, we'll let the, you know, the United States Supreme Court, because it was like right about the same time that the Supreme Court was going to say if they thought that it was constitutionally legal for the Biden administration to require it of all businesses or OSHA's guideline was uh, legally acceptable um, for the for them to do as a private organization that's basically ran by the United States government, which it's not a private organization in any way, shape or form. So right. we were sitting there fighting it and I fucking, I can't stand OSHA. I hate OSHA. I've, I've hated OSHA like in whatever job I've ever done because a lot of their standards are not up to par. It's just the generalization of standards. It's that same thing where it's like you have to, um, it's the same thing where it's, if you centralize like everything, it doesn't work out for everybody. 
And it doesn't even like set the minimum guideline to the correct point that it needs to be for everything that it should be. So it, like the ones that need more guidelines aren't doing it because this is the minimum. And the ones that can't come up to that guidelines because they don't need those guidelines can't function and they get hit all the time. And that's what OSHA does. But we were just like, fuck that. We're not doing it. And uh, right up until the point that uh, there was like breaks in between um, Christmas and New Year's was coming up right around that same time period. And we were just like, no, we're not doing it. And then we didn't hear anything about it for two, two weeks, three weeks. And then a whole month went by and it was like the beginning of the new year. The Supreme Court came back and they ruled it like unconstitutional and you can't do this. Da, 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 da. And we haven't heard shit about it since. And I was like, thank God, because I did not want to look for another job. But so I was a lucky yeah. one. And, yeah. and think like for the mask thing, I was out in the field a lot, so it didn't really affect me. But if I was yeah. in the, inside that office all the time, I'd have been like, nah, man, I'm not doing it. I'm not fucking doing right. it. And that was kind well, of my me, whole like, thing during COVID the, the entire time. I was like, I'm not doing this stupid shit. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's like out of all the things that are going on, right? Mask, I definitely I might tell that to people. They're like, that seems weird. I understand doing it for yeah. vaccines, but mask seems a little bit, you know, not not the norm. And I kind of was like, well, it has to come to a point where it's like, no, I'm not going along with any of this anymore. Like all of this, yeah. is, you shouldn't be allowed to do any of this. I don't believe you should be able to do this. And it's like, it just came to that where I was like, I'm not partaking in any of it. And it's actually funny that day the Supreme Court came out with that was the day they literally brought up like, yeah, we're going to fire you. I'm like, no, but the Supreme Court, they're like, eh, nah, it, it's, we uh, we're, we're going to keep, yeah. we're going to, we're going to, we're going to keep that as this, as a thing. And so, yeah. and that's like, a, huh. you know, it kind of made like okay. as much as it sucks to leave the company that you've worked for for a while and like put the time in, it was like, maybe this isn't the company I want to work for anymore. And that's kind of where I was getting to right. where I was like, well, I don't shit. My company is a fortune 500 billion dollar organization and i'm not a big fan of yeah i'm not a big fan of the corporation mindset anyways so it was kind of like just making the decision easier if it was going to get to that point but it was just one of those things where you know i i completely understand it it's like oh well then this isn't the type of organization that i want to work for then if that's how you guys are going to be yeah and that's pretty much how i was (laughs) for me i I went you know i went i was in the air force and Mm. I was get, went out the about uh, three two or three months before I got out. They start start telling us we all had to get the anthrax vaccine. <laughs> oh yeah, right? that's interesting. And I'm like, nah, I'm not getting that anthrax vaccine, right? Because <clears throat> it was, I mean, I just I, I'd gotten the flu. I'd always gotten sick from the flu vaccine, and they yep. kept telling me I, I didn't. They just said, oh, it's a coincidence. You're not really. I'm like, how did I get a 99 degree fever five years straight? Yeah. Right? And uh, they're like, no, nah, it's just a coincidence. You, you can't get the flu from the flu vaccine. I'm like, okay. And then the anthrax vaccine came out. And I'm like, well, I definitely don't want to anthrax from the anthrax vaccine. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that. And so I skipped two of my appointments um, mm. uh, uh, before I got out. And I would have, uh, and, and they scheduled, uh, my third appointment, which would have got me an article 15 if I skipped that one, uh, uh, like just like a week or something after that. Right. Or at least that's what they told you. I don't know what the truth was, you know, how yeah. that is in the military, but yeah, I'm like, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm not doing it. So I got out. And so then when I, when they started trying to get me to get the flu vaccine at work, I'm like, no, I'm not getting the, I, you know, I just, I just got out of a place where I signed on the dotted line that I'd give up all my rights. Yeah. And, 
And all of a sudden, you know, I think that's that, that may be the start of my libertarianism, honestly, <laughs> like from a personal level. Right, dude, I don't you know even blame that, you. I remember getting that flu vaccine in the or the flu shot in the Marine Corps. And I was just like, nah, man, I'm I'm tired of this. Every time I get it, I'm sick as a dog. Like, <laughs> this is bullshit. Well, I, I almost got I, I was told I was going to be let go if I didn't get the flu vaccine from where I work. Wow. And I, they didn't tell me I wasn't fired in, in, or, or that I had an exemption until the day of the day I was no. supposed to get fired. Wow. Right? So I thought I was getting fired. So this is like, what is that, uh, 10 years prior <laughs> to COVID, <laughs> right? And yeah, so yeah. COVID was, it, it was like a no-brainer by the time I got to the COVID vaccine. I was like, you guys <laughs> yeah. fire me. Do as I've you want. I've already, I've already been inoculated to this crap. So you're like, I ain't and doing so this I did. Shit. And they, they told me I couldn't come into the office anymore. I had to work from home all the time. So now I work from home. Even um, better. Yeah, yeah, it's like win-win, dude. <laughs> it, it was a win-win. <laughs> We're going to reward you by making you work home. Sorry. Tony was dealing with this. Tony was dealing with this during the same time. And he's like, you know, I feel like I should make a stand too because that's the thing. And they're like, fine, you have to work from home from all from from, from now on. He's like, <laughs> okay, Brandon, I tried. Like, they gave me a like, basic information, so, you know. Uh, best of luck, dude. <laughs> I, I, I literally so scheduled a funny. Zoom meeting with my boss and my boss's boss, and I was like, look, you guys, this is uh, something I'm not doing. And so, um, if you need my resignation or whatever, you just you know, let me know. <laughs> and they're like uh well let's see Never let's see what we could do yeah yeah they just said let's see what we could do and then the, and then it kind of it kind of came down that you know okay well we're gonna we, if you don't come in then we don't have you don't have to be vaccinated i'm like okay so you, you don't have do to you, come in anymore do you go back to work now nope what the fuck dude this guy this guy fucking got better in the pandemic (laughs) we gotta i don't i don't think they'll ever let me back in the place officially now i think they can escort me in right like as a as a not as like as if i'm like uh a non-worker are you guys in an area that's still kind of like uh strict about all that or no not really well it's a it's it's a it's a medical facility so okay oh yeah so that one's pretty strict about it they're still doing that shit here dude are they still doing doing at the hospital dude i'm pretty sure the hospitals get fucking bank if they enforce those rules dude oh yeah they still make money off of it yeah yeah so like i'm kind of in a weird spot because i do some medical facilities and then i do some like uh like uh, old folks homes and things like that. And the old folks homes are still, they're not requiring like, you know, vaccination records or anything like that, but they're, they still require masks every time I go in there and then they require like uh, temperature checks. And I was like, you know, like I thought about it for a while and I was like, you know, that's probably like an old folks home that it's a closed community. Um, That place actually makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. And we probably should have done that before. Like, that was my reasoning. And I was like, that's probably totally not a bad so- idea. Right. Yeah. To- yeah. And I was like, you know what? Like, you know, I- I'm fine with that. But it's when I go to like, I don't know, an urgent care that doesn't have anybody in it. And uh, all- the workers aren't masked. Um, but right. because right. I'm f- because I'm outside and a contractor, I have to go there and mask up and things like that. And I'm just like, 
well, all your stuff's outside, so I'm just not going to come in and I won't sign your book, but I'll just come to the door when you guys are ready to sign for the invoice. And they're like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Avoid the whole thing completely. Yeah. I was yeah. Like, I'm just not doing it. That's stupid. You're not even masked. Why are you telling me to mask up? Fuck you. Well, yeah, I, I, I was listening. I was listening to the show today. They were talking about Israel, like hid, like negative impacts of vaccines. Do you oh, hear this? Yeah, yeah I, so, I wouldn't. I don't even doubt it. Like the the amount of stuff that's going to come out in the next ten years about what is going on with Pfizer, Moderna, like all these things, it's going to be insane. And the the worst part is, is like all the people that did do it. Um, hopefully they, you know, hopefully the ramifications of them doing it are very, very minimal because, you know, a lot of people were scared into it. So like, I understand where they did it. Um, but I just hope the ramifications are small, but I, I just don't know how bad the impact is going to be for younger people that still have, you know, 60, 70 years on their life and how, what, they actually put into their body and that's going to be crazy when it starts coming out and it's starting too slowly it's trickling out slowly right now well it's funny you say that right yeah we know a lot of people who've kind of had issues right and it makes you wonder it's like i don't know it was would this have happened beforehand or not uh my younger brother who you know is was relatively healthy he went into like um like a uh, like a thyroid shock and almost died on christmas day uh, right after he God. got the vaccine and even the doctor was like yeah it's vaccine related like she straight up said what? it to us like she's Jesus. just like yeah it, it's very rare it doesn't happen a whole lot and we're like okay that's, that's crazy mm. but he lived it was fine and then my mother actually um had an issue where she got the enlarged heart the myocard whatever it's called right yeah, literally the, the thing that yeah yeah where we hear about it and she ended up becoming paralyzed from it the whole thing and it's just like never was an issue beforehand. There was never like a thing. All of a sudden, it's out of nowhere, and it's like, oh, how do you get this six months later? So it's like it just makes you wonder, right? And this is the other part too: is people are, you know, people do get sick unrelated to that, but it's yeah. there's always going to be that question. It's like, did I do? Did I do this? Did I force someone I cared for to do this? It's like, yeah, that's a hard thing to live with for people. There's a lot of guilt that people are going to deal with over the next, you know, X mm-hmm. amount of years, and it's a sucky thing. Yeah, it's well, it's, it's super shitty because and and the government signed away all the ramif like the legal ramifications yep. that those companies would have to find like have to own up to with it and there is yeah. going to be almost nothing that they can do the only thing i could see happening is people going after the u.s government for allowing it to happen in the emergency youth authorization which is like a legal gray area um right it, it's going to be very difficult for anybody to get around that but that's the only thing that i could see happening is is people, they're not even going to go after these companies. They're going to, you know, sit pretty for the next six years that they pump out boosters and make billions and billions, trillions of dollars um, combined in all these companies. And they're not going to have to pay a single cent for it because the United States federal government said, oh, yeah, we told you to make these. Um, And that's under Trump's watch. That's Trump's fault, too. Uh, You know, like that's that's a one of my biggest problems with his uh, administration um, minus, you know, Yemen, but once that and the happened, giant spending. yeah. And the giant spending, um, which I like the only, the only reason why I give pause to the giant spending is because that was largely democratic um, senators and things like that, pushing it upon him. And he'd look like an asshole to not do it. But 
still he had like the largest spending ever in a four-year term um so definitely his fault but just the the amount of legal authorization that they gave those companies to do whatever the fuck they wanted to in those vaccines is insane well so in my day in my day it was the cigarette companies in marlboro right Right. yeah it's like this is 10 times worse than that and and like I was going to say, I have, we know a family where the, like, I think the father or mother had a stroke and now their kids just started having seizures, right? Oh my Never had a problem before. Right. And, and they're doing the same thing that the, that the cigarettes companies did. Right. Which is say, oh, well, you can't find a direct link. So you can't sue us or you can't, or you can't hold us responsible. Right. There, there, there's no, there's no evidence that's the that's the big word there's no evidence mm. of election fraud there's no evidence of uh you know bad consequences to the vaccines because you can't you can't be 100 percent sure that something that you got six months ago caused a problem you know? right yeah and that's yeah. like the hard part where it's like it's hard to it's absolutely hard to prove but the fact that there's no the fact that they have just like a a blank slate to just be like nope not me can't prove it and it's like yep. all right bro like you could you can kind of see like a chain of events happening here like this isn't this isn't there's no evidence there's maybe not proof enough to prove that it was directly related to you but we can read between the lines and and the majority i think a lot of people are starting to see that shit now well i was saying that was right pretty, away whether like i was just gonna Go say ahead, I'd, I'd be shocked i was actually shocked because only like only like 67 or 70, what was it? Like 70% of Americans got the vaccine. Yeah. And I think we looked you know, it up one time. Not yeah, sure it was like the 70%. First dose. Just the first dose. Just the first yeah, dose. Yeah, just the first right. dose. And that number drops by 50% from when it comes to the booster. But only, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, 70%, like, yeah, that's majority or whatever. But the people that didn't get vaccinated, that's over, you know, 110 million people. Yeah. So, it's you know it is kind of impressive that like after i mean and they they were forcing that shit like they yeah. were it was all over the news it was on tv yeah. celebrities were pushing it it was on social media i mean the fucking signs like the they and changed the signs in the road it was global. yeah and yeah I, everywhere and it just it 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 honestly did shock me a little bit that 30 percent of the country was like nah no. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> and now you can travel to other countries without vaccination. Uh, Wild. See, and this this is why you believe in Doctor Evil. You know, it's like yeah. there's there's definitely a Doctor Evil somewhere orchestrating right. all this stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my thing. That's what I always tell Typo. I was like, I'm not saying that all the people that are in charge right now are evil. I'm saying that there's a select few, or there's people outside the purview of what we can see that are definitely controlling a narrative and there's a shit ton of useful idiots that just go on about their daily business. And it's exactly what every, what those people want. Like there's no way that it can't be. That was the one thing about Trump, right? Is he kind of like by being just the character that he was right. Just being so different from the normal. um, He basically the, the media and the, the, the Citadel as it's called sometimes is caught red handed constantly. Right. It was like, They'd push something, it would turn into absolutely nothing, and they'd get, you know, shown up with their hands dirty doing it. Or, oh, we've had a story, and turns out, oh, the story, there was nothing behind it. 
oh, actually, we were told to do this story. And so things just kept coming out and coming out. Mm -hmm. And I was going to say earlier, though, the whole vaccine injury thing was funny, right? Because it was like the second they pushed the vaccine, they're like, and it's totally safe. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute. Yeah. Was it, is it not safe? Like, oh, no, no, we're not saying it isn't safe. We're saying if you're worried about that, it's totally safe. Like, but no one was questioning that immediately off the bat. <laughs> they're like, how do you even know that? This just came out yesterday, dude. Like, no, no, trust us. It's completely safe. And it was like the same thing. One of my favorite uh, memes or whatever. It was just a, a video of like, you know, all these different media outlets repeating the same thing over yeah. and over and over again. And those are always good. You have like ones like, oh, this is a threat to our democracy. And it's like the same word, for, you know, it's like they got word an email. It's like word. everyone needs to, yeah. yeah, word for word. It's like they everyone needs to, to say this. script. Yeah. Right. It's like, this is the daily script. This is your, you know, what you're supposed to say. Don't make sure you say it word for word. And it's and like it's a like whole bunch you, of local news agencies all across the country. Like that was the right, wildest part right. to me. It was like, it wasn't yeah. even like the national news. It was just like, mm -hmm. oh, the local TV station news that everybody trusts because they see Mark Craig every weekend at the supermarket <laughs> with his wife and kids. And, right. you know, uh, Sarah McLaurin or something like that, like with yep, her yep. kids at the supermarket every weekend and in this little tiny community. And they're all saying the exact same thing. And you're like, oh, yeah, let me see who owns that company. Oh yeah, let me see the conglomerate that owns that company. Oh yeah, let me see the right. group that owns that conglomerate. Oh yeah, and right. it's owned by like six families. Cool, nice. Oh, Good and then know. and look how much how much government money they had. Oh, they got a bailout yeah. for half a billion yeah. dollars. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's oh, like and they just took recently a PPP, there was a bailout. PPE loan for fucking seven trillion, and it's like, yeah. oh, Dude, hmm, wow. The PPE loan is so funny, right? Because apparently there's like a bunch of conservatives who got in trouble for taking those loans right yeah. during COVID mm -hmm. and not paying them back. And yeah. I, I I don't know if you guys saw that on Twitter. People were talking about that, and they were yeah, comparing yeah. it to the whole college thing, right? But it's like everyone does this, right? They 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 get this money, they get this dirty money in their hands, and it's they they tie funding to it. I mean, this is how they get the state, the federal mm -hmm. government gets the face the states to do things. It's like, right? Hey, we'll give you all this money, but you got to teach this curriculum, and it's like, eh, that doesn't yeah. seem so bad. And it's like, since the whole right. idea that they can control every funding, every bit of dollar you spend, it's like they have so much sway there. Like that's. That's what it comes down to for me, which is why Ron yeah. Paul was so, you know, and the Fed was so, so big for me when I was younger. Right. So I'm totally, uh, so I I own our, uh, my own business or me and my wife own our own business and, you know, uh, like the PPP loan or whatever, uh, we got it, but we didn't spend any of it and we paid it all back because I didn't want to get it in the first place, but she was like, well, what if <laughs> stuff happens? And I'm like, nah, nah, nah. But anyway, long story short, right? We didn't use any of that money, Right. What blew my mind is, is they started putting in my bank account and I, I couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> but right. Like, I'm like, don't give yeah. me the money. You couldn't even voluntarily not do it. They just stuck it in your bank account. I'm yeah, like, okay, right. this is craziness. This yeah, craziness. Was, this is how they that, do it. Yep. Cause they want to, they want to get you attached. They want to get you attached to it. Well, get and at the taste. very beginning when they did that, I'm like, our country's going to go through like, inflation like we I, I mean i call it the first like day are. those checks started rolling out <laughs> yeah dude well me and well for me and luke the, when the lockdowns happened like we lost our jobs so we we're like yeah. oh you just got just go home and i was like what the fuck am i gonna do like i worked in the service industry like i needed to like go to work yeah. and get tips and shit and uh so like i was like i guess i'll look for another job and then immediately they're like oh you got to get on this unemployment and I was like, well, if it's only two weeks, I had I lost my job. I guess I guess I should get this unemployment. 
I sign up for this bitch, dude. It's like eight hundred dollars, and I'm like, more than oh, I was look- getting paid. Yeah, <laughs> at the time, yeah, I was like, what the fuck, and and then well, all, all of like, so we had a lot of friends that worked in like the service industry, and so all of them were on unemployment, and I was just like, oh my god, this is just not sustainable. Like, and yeah. I was like, and like all of our There's friends would be like, yeah. Yeah, like I was like, all my friends were like, dude, this is great. We can just get paid. I was like, no, 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 no like, guys, no, this no, is no. good. No, dude, this is bad, dude. This and is real I, bad. And like, <laughs> I'm all nephew. for, I'm all for just taking as much money as you can from the government. I say take all of it. Like, I don't care. I imagine the dollar collapsing. So take all the money you can possibly take from the government. Any benefit that you can use from the United States federal government, go ahead and take it because I just don't see it as like it's not going to be sustainable to have. So, you know, Create your nest egg as fast as possible that you can. So I like I didn't really give a shit about everybody taking the money, but in the back of my head, I'm like, this is going to implode over the next five years. Well, yeah. I think I think the I think the problem is is that I agree with you. You know, it's that there's really no disagreement there. It's it's yeah. the fact that it's what they want. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. like as soon as you say this is what they want, then I'm like, okay, we probably shouldn't do that. Right. It has nothing to do <laughs> with the collapse of the dollar or anything. I'm just like, okay, these people want to ruin. They want all this to happen. And so to me, they have a plan for the other side of it. Um, I'd kind of like to know what that plan is before we do it, you know, yeah. which see, mm-hmm. I just, I just know the things that they don't want you to do with that money. And the things that they didn't want you to do with that money was go out and buy guns <laughs> and go out and buy Bitcoin or any kind of other reserve, or go out and buy gold, or go out and buy silver. They wanted you to pay your bills with that money. But if you had blow enough, it, yeah. if oh, you didn't oh, have yeah. to blow it, if you could have just stuck on with that, and that's kind of what Typo and I did. We paid some bills, but for the most part, we were outside, we were playing golf, and then the rest <laughs> of it, we were we were like, all right, we can pay our bills, and then everything else we're going to put into things that are going to benefit us on the other side of when all this thing collapses. But I totally get where you're coming from, Tony. I totally get it. See, I got yeah, money because I have three kids. Even if I didn't yeah. ask for it, like they just it just came into my account. It's oh, like, well, really? All right. So, I, yeah. yeah, it was just literally I didn't sign up for it. It didn't happen. If you had kids, especially if you had kids, right? It was just yeah. like, here's your, here's your monthly check. And I'm like, for people who aren't oh. good with money, not saying that I am, but this can be very <laughs> addicting very fast. Right, oh, like yeah, especially, like especially when you have kids, you try spending it, and you you get used to having that money, and all of a sudden you're cut off, and it's like it becomes a very bad thing. Yeah, and it's I like think, I, I, I I paid all my debt off, and I'm like, yeah, screw this, I'm not spending on anything. I'm gonna make sure I, I get that was debt the other goal of mine. I think that yeah. honestly, I think that plays a huge role with a lot of veterans getting out of the military because they're yes. so used to that paycheck, no matter what, yeah. no matter what, no matter what you did in the military for whatever that month. If you went home for 30 days. If you worked your ass off in a 30 day training cycle, doesn't matter. You were getting paid on the first and the 15th. And I think a lot of people get out. They're just, they're so used to like basically that welfare money constantly that they can't adjust properly with their financially when they get out. Yeah, it's weird, right? I think it, it, the, the whole economy and the way that it functions as far as like, you know, uh, you know, money in the bank is money the government gets to take from you, right? Right. Um, through inflation, right? And so, and so, they don't. They may want you to save it so they can suck it back out. I don't know. The whole thing is so complicated and convoluted. Uh, it's hard to it's hard to say what it is. It's like 
you know, should I cash out my 401k or should I, I do this? I think, I think right. the people with big money, they have so much money in stock and stuff. They're going to be okay because the system is going to make sure they're okay. Right. Oh yeah. I yeah. just don't know. That inflation helps them. End, yeah. That inflation yeah. helps them because they own assets. And even if they lose on the stock market, it's a write-off. Right. Well, well you have, if they, it, the problem is they could play the long game, right? So they can right. wait until inflation catches up and then all that money is worth more. If yeah. at any point you have to pull it out, you've just lost, right? Yeah. Um, and then on the on the backside of that, you know, savings in itself does the same thing, but debt does the opposite, right? right. So mm. when, when you have that much debt, your debt is actually decreasing if you can carry that debt yes. all the way through yes. the rise in, in inflation. Yep. So- that's the wildest part that, you know, uh, what's that guy, the, the rich dad, poor dad guy. He talks about how, um, I can't remember his name, but he just had a big interview recently where he's like, it's coming. And he's the one that was like really big on, um, why debt is such a good thing and why rich people only carry debt and they give their kids credit cards right at the beginning. So they understand debt and to never use cash for anything except to pay, uh, minimums on your debt and it's because of that exact like what you just brought up is it's all about yeah. as inflation because inflation will continue to after the the like 70s late 70s early 80s market crash it, it the the stark difference between how inflation skyrocketed and wages and everything else stayed the same that's when you saw this like crazy wealth transfer you know what i mean and it's just gotten worse and worse over the as the years have gone on so it's just kind of like it's that's one of those things where you know people are would rich people are going to rather carry debt than actual yep. cash because as long as they can manage that debt and get through it to the other end of when cash becomes king again then they're just fine and it's and yep. they're in a better position than they were originally but everybody on the lower end yeah. And once the, it goes to crap, they're screwed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because if you're talking about feeding your kids, you're going to pull that money out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because you have no other choice. You have no other choice. And so that, that this is where this is where, you know, prepping or getting prepared for a, a fall is is you have different strategies for different levels you're at. My right. strategy is to be able to pay my house payment until uh 30% of America is out of their house because once you hit that level of people out of their house, um, they stop trying to kick people out of their houses. They just kind of sit on it until the economy comes back. Yeah, exactly. So right. You can stay they in your house money after that. that. <clears throat> yeah. So they lose money on the property values if they do that. It's crazy yeah, how it works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if they start kicking everybody out, then what happens is all the property values go even further down. So they just let people live in the house. You know, because it maintains it while they're waiting for the economy to come back. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's the wildest thing. That's why I was I was so nervous about the uh, the uh, during COVID when people like people weren't paying their mortgages, like people just stopped paying their mortgages. And it was like I think it, at one point it was like 75 percent of Americans didn't pay their mortgage in that in like June and July of 2020. And it was insane. Like that was like the, the banks Wild really number. didn't know what to do right then. Like yeah. didn't know yeah. what to do because they were like, Oh fuck, is this going to go on for longer? And they were, 
And people were being told that they didn't have to. But then, you know, the U.S. federal government steps in and says, hey, we're going to bail the banks out. And they did bail the banks out for a number of months. And then it, all that money was required once the um, the uh, what's it called? The uh, a little grace period, whatever it was called. Yeah, that grace period, whatever it's called, uh, was <laughs> over. And then it was like all these people. And that's why I'm saying like that, like this is my big thing on the housing market is it's so overinflated right now. And there's still so many people that are upside down on their homes because of that time mm-hmm. period, because they didn't pay. And they were like, well, we can't, we're not, we're not allowed to work. So we can't pay. Like, this is your guys's fault. And then you expect all that money right when the grace period is over all the money for the last couple months that I didn't pay. And they're like, how am I supposed to pay you? I haven't worked. Like that doesn't make any sense. And so I think we're not, I don't think we've Clint from Liberty lockdown. He's talked about it a few times on his show. Um, because he was in that, that market, like that investment, mm-hmm. um, banking or whatever. And, uh, mm-hmm. he did a lot with houses and he was seeing it then and it's kind of quieted down. And I just don't think a lot of people are talking about it right now, but especially because everybody's been moving so crazily and there's markets that are going wild, but it's so hyperinflated right now, the housing market itself, that there's no way it doesn't come down. Like there's no way it does not come down. Yeah, I mean, well, so that's what's crazy, right? Like, like, will it come down? Yeah, I think it'll come down. But how far will it come down? I don't know how far it'll come down. Yeah, yeah, and that's a good argument too. Yeah, I I just don't, I just don't know because when things cost what they they cost now, I don't think that's coming back down. (laughs) Yeah, no, they don't want that to come down either. Right. So, so at the end of the day, everybody's pay is going to have to go up right lagging behind inflation which means the base level i mean it's very much like what's happened over the last 30 40 years right right like you know where we live i don't think there was a big housing price change like a jump right uh in probably 50 years here right honestly Mm -hmm. not a big all at one time until the last year and a half and like our house our house doubled that's crazy in the last like eight years so, yeah. I, you know, I had a I had a dude that bought a house at the beginning of 2020 before everything was going down. One of my I've had a couple friends that did um, or at least co-workers and their houses within uh, up until even up until now, they're triple. They're worth triple. And I was like, that's insane. They've literally made double each time each year since uh, 2020. And I was like, that's an insane a number that makes no yeah. sense, but that's also here in Phoenix, Arizona, where we're getting a lot of people from California. We're getting a lot of people from Chicago. We're getting a lot of people from New York. So like we're yeah. getting people with a lot more money and still working for that same amount of money moving into the area. And the city of Phoenix, just the people that live here, they just can't like, they can't afford that, but their houses are yeah. going crazy. But when they sell their houses, they have to buy another house. That's worth that amount of money. And it's not going to yeah. work out for a lot of people i i have a dude in our discord and he works in the apartment industry and he was saying that his company basically got purchased by a sub company that was basically uh blackrock is that the company i'm yeah. thinking of yeah got all the, all the, yeah the billions and billions of dollars and they're like yep. a sub yeah, of yeah. a sub so they come in they buy all these apartment complexes up they increase the rate by like 50 something percent right off the bat and all these people who sold their houses who have, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars sitting in the bank because they made all this bank are sitting there like he's like, I literally have a lady 
who buys a three bedroom apartment at like three times the normal cost, right? Cause she can afford it. Cause she's just cruising right now waiting for the market to come back down. And she's like, I want an extra room for my, for my clothes, right? Just for an extra room for this. And meanwhile, I'm like, she, he's like, I have a family of like three here crying because like we have no place to live. And it's because yeah. all these people are selling their houses while they're high because, you know, these investors step in who have gotten government money and they're able to pay 20, 30% over the market in cash. And it's like, okay, well, you're crazy. If you're selling, you're not, not going to listen to that. And yeah. it forces all these other people into these alternative, you know, places of living, not being in a house. And so it's like, again, you got the whole Dr. Evil thing and you see how the money connects it all. It's really hard for me not to say like something yeah. isn't planned here. You right? will I mean, own really nothing is. and you will be happy about it. Right, exactly. <laughs> Eat the bugs. Yeah. Exactly. Agenda 21 at work. Yep. Yeah. yeah I know you're Stuff absolutely like that. right. Exactly. Yeah. That's so crazy, dude. Yeah. I mean, that I'm, it was weird too. I mean, I'm sure Phoenix is probably getting bigger because Phoenix was already kind of growing when I was there. I just moved away like mm -hmm. two years or a year ago. But Phoenix was, I think it wasn't it already known for like being the fastest growing city in America. Yeah. Like, it's been one of the fastest of them, growing yeah. cities for a while now. Okay, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say that migration started 20 years ago, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know why we're in the middle of a fucking desert. Like we we're yeah. we're getting 20 percent less water from the Colorado River this year because there's such a bad drought in the West. So it's like I don't know why people keep moving here. There's not going to be any water to fucking live off of. Well, well, when your options are California, New York, and Chicago, you're like, you know what? I'll be a little yeah. thirsty. It's okay. Yeah, I'll exactly. Right. It's still better than California, New York. <laughs> they got bottled you know. water, don't they? Yeah, it'll yeah. be all right. It'll be, we'll be fine. We'll okay. make it work. <clears throat> I'll tell you what happened. California ruined business in California. So yeah. all the companies started trying to find a new place and Arizona was dirt cheap when they yeah. started. Yeah. That was something that was thing. really, really weird. Cause well, when I, it was probably, I don't know, three months, maybe four months that I, I didn't have my job. Then I finally got my serving job back. And so we opened back up, but California was still locked down. And there was like one weekend that I was working that, our, like the all of our customers were like from California. It was so weird. They all came from they're like, yeah, we're still locked down. We can't even like go to businesses and stuff. And they all like drove from California just so they could be free for a weekend. It was insane. Yeah. And they'll and you know what they'll do? They'll come over and they'll live in your state and they'll vote all the same policies that drove their state into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's I what tell they do every single time. I'm from California originally, and everybody I talk to, I'm like, I'm not one of the bad Californians, though. I don't want to change your state at all. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah that's, the, that's the funny part. I, I always to go make the fun other of my way. parents for that shit, too. I always make fun of my parents because they moved to Dallas from California during the whole COVID thing. And I was like, you're going to have to explain some shit because the moment you, you better say you're from Phoenix, because if you don't say you're from Phoenix, they're going to look at you funny. <laughs> You're gonna fix fix those plates quick. You're gonna get fucking messed with. <laughs> it's so true. Because if you say California, that's like a curse word. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, it is. Right? Yeah, especially like people in the look South, at you. Like... They give you, yeah, they give you the side eye quick. Yeah, it used to be like you know, black people in the South would get that look. Now it's people from California. <laughs> yeah, or New York. Now it's black people giving Californians that look. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Your kind's not allowed. We don't here. like your kind here. I'm like, this is a little <laughs> ironic, but okay. <laughs> yes, dude, that's perfect. Well, I probably have to do the same thing too, because well, me and my family, we live in Illinois. We live in southern Illinois. But every time I say Illinois, uh 
freaking people people think I'm from Chicago. I gotten this my whole yeah. life. When I was when I was in the military, I'd explain there. I've been to Chicago one time, literally one time. Did not have fun. I was there for like that was enough. I, yeah, I was there. I was like eleven. <laughs> I went for a wedding or something like that. And uh, but yeah, people like I don't know. They're always oh, you from the north side, west side? I'm like I don't even know what which one's the ghetto. I don't even know, dude. Which one's the bad side? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can tell you, I drive around Illinois when I go places in the United States because they don't honor my CWP. So, oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I like literally this. will drive. I drive six hours out of my way to go around Illinois. I, I do. That, I do that in any state that don't. It doesn't accept my D, uh, CWP doesn't honor it. I drive around them. That makes sense. <laughs> well, that, that, that's that state's a mixed bag too, because it's like they have laws in the book saying like we're going to get rid of all gun laws, and you're like, oh wow, and a good job, and all of a sudden it's like, eh, sort of though, not really. They're they're, they're a weird, weird, weird mix of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's really weird is like Illinois is like a liberal hub in the Midwest, like fucking yeah, yeah. But it's but it's only only the whatever I can't remember right now. Whatever Cook County, that's what it is. Cook County, which is the one for Chicago, and everywhere else. If you look at the map, I looked at it just to see, and it was like everywhere, every other county in Illinois, like basically voted for Donald Trump. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, damn, dude, we don't get anything down here, no love. And we, I live well, right it's... next to Missouri. I live, I live five minutes from Missouri, so I live right next to the Mississippi River. Mm-hmm. And uh, Missouri's talking about getting rid of the income tax right now. That's what they're debating about. And I'm like, fuck, man, okay. we need to. I need to cross the river. <laughs> yeah, seriously, well, right. Well, you know, I'm from California, but my family uh, is from the Central Valley, and they're farmers, right? They have no okay. control over their state, yeah, right. Like, like that's the problem. The problem is Chicago runs it all, uh, L.A. and San mm-hmm. Francisco run it all in California, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, they don't give two hoots about the people in center state because they've changed all their state laws to invalidate their votes. You know? Oh yeah. Did you? Oh, I gotta. You know, Obama actually came to my high school. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was a well when he was sent. Well, he was running for senator in Illinois, mm-hmm. and he came down here. He gave a little speech in my county, and I I wasn't in high school at the time. I think th- I think I was in like sixth grade when he came, but I swear to God, he came to that school. And I knew he was there because every single one of my like liberal teachers would be like, hey, you know, Obama, when I met Obama. <laughs> so, <laughs> that one time. When I, I remember like name. it was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, w- I would say if there's anybody that I wouldn't mind sitting and talking to, it's probably Obama. I mean, like, like I don't I, I don't like his policies. I don't like his politics. But like if you just see his persona, he seems like a decent guy to hang out with. I mean, it's funny, at least. Oh, yeah. Very chill, very, very put together. He's a great speaker. Like a lot of people. And then you have Biden. Yeah, it's not going. It's like, what happened, dude? What happened? Conversation with Obama would be fun. It'd be like, huh, that was a great joke, Obama. So why'd you bomb those brown kids? Right? Just like get off repeatedly, just like immediately just put them on the spot. Like, because people never talk about that stuff, right? That was, that was actually, you know. Oh, you're you know crazy conservatives or whatever. And even if you even weren't, it's like because you were talking about Obama because he was so well spoken. Like he w- was do no wrong, no yeah, yeah. you know what was it? There was no controversies under Obama. And then he was doing yeah. all this shady stuff behind the scenes, like every other president. You're just like, yeah, I don't know if I buy that. Yeah, they they always say that shit. And then what? Well, uh, you know, that's why I like I think Trump was kind of refreshing 
because it was like yeah. his rhetoric was just so like kind of real and like it, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't necessarily that he's probably telling the truth all the time or anything but he would just say things like out of nowhere and you're like holy shit that's true like i remember <laughs> bill o'reilly pressed him on like, yeah he was yep. like and he was talking about putin and he's like putin's a killer uh you know like how can you be friends with this killer and trump I, just we, honestly yep. Well, yep. we kill people too you know so nonchalantly he's like, yeah, we've done that yeah. too and i remember people were so upset about that they're like what you can't say that <laughs> it was, he said the quiet was, part out loud yeah well and, and it was it was so refreshing to just like see that and you're like yeah it's like it, he doesn't he's not even trying to lie he's just being like real he's like yeah we, we do this all the time what are you talking about <laughs> Well, it's like it's like uh, Ukraine and Russia. I mean, and the them wanting to be part of the UN. I mean, I don't really see how that's different than like the Cuban Missile Crisis. I mean, like, yeah. like, like I I, I understand sure. where he would be coming from there. You know, I, I I you know I don't particularly like Putin, but I mean they are right on his border. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it, it, that's one thing I found out about uh because i was like an intel guy so i kind of like paid attention to like you know what other foreign governments were doing in the military and stuff and then but then i also kind of knew like what my military was doing and it was just so crazy to me how oblivious the american people are to like what your military does (laughs) yeah they just have no clue man they have no idea that i don't even know what they think i i try to like talk to people and they I don't know. I don't. I, they might not care. I don't think a lot of them care sometimes, and yeah. a lot of them just had no idea. Never heard the perspective that we weren't just being good all the time. Oh, they're saving. They're lives. doing all their evil stuff for good. That's what yes. it is. We're doing our evil yeah. stuff for good. They're doing their evil stuff for evil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how the good guys win one hundred percent of the time. Yeah, every time, every time, and I yeah. used to. I used to always like, you know, like, uh, like one that one that people would never touch, like, or it wouldn't even be worth trying to argue with anyone today, probably, at least most people is like, if World War Two, if America was the good guys. And, uh, you know, that's not saying that like, Hitler or the Japanese were good, like, no one's saying that they're good. It's just like, well, maybe everyone was bad. <laughs> you know? Maybe, I, right. maybe maybe the United States government didn't do some bad things while they were at war. And I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Like, well, there's Nazis. See, that that's the whole problem with it all, right? Is that you, you can't take war and put it... People try to do that. They try to, you know, sanitize it, make it look, you know very clean and whatever and it's just not i mean you can't it's just, it's yeah. impossible yeah they really it's... like holly hollywooded up here like i i remember seeing a meme or maybe it was a tweet where it's like american veterans like go to <laughs> go to other people's countries and shoot their people and then come home and cry about it and hollywood makes a movie about it <laughs> yeah yeah i don't i it, it, it's it's very strange you know because you can't or it's like when they tried to make U.S. military members police in Afghanistan, I mean, in uh, Iraq, yeah. right? It's like, this is the worst thing you can do. And you don't think things are going to go south there? Like, pe- people go to war. Huh? 
Yeah. It's like, yeah, right. it's like, whose idea was that? Right. Yeah. I mean, the, the truth of the matter is, is you go to war to kill and you're going to kill until everybody's dead and then you're going to come home. That's what war is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's yeah, no like, other way to fight a war. That's why you don't want to be in a war. Yeah. Well, I think, I think a lot of it too is, well, this is something that I kind of been trying to push is like when I talk about decentralization is because like a lot of a lot of our country, like for sure in America, I've seen this a lot where like people will say they're American first before they'll be proud of like whatever state they'll from they're from like that. Yeah. That seems to be really ingrained in us. And, you know, it's just weird if you like think about it where it's like I'm like I'm from the Midwest and I'll, I knew a lot of people in the military from the Midwest. Like why? Why would these people that live all the way in the middle of the country that probably never been to the East Coast ever in their entire lives, doesn't really even know anyone there. Why would these people join the military and go fight a war for Washington and D.C.? And it's because we're like in this this idea of like a nation that we're all one, like we're we the people. And I mean, at least I've noticed it more is like, I see a lot more people that are kind of separating that out where they're like, I'm from Texas, you know, I'm from Florida, I'm from here or this city, I'm from there. And I like that mindset a lot more because I think that type of mindset can get us closer to like, well, maybe if you view yourself as just Texas, (laughs) maybe Texas doesn't need Washington, DC, or, you know, like maybe California doesn't need well, I'd say California probably needs Washington D.C. more than <laughs> more than they'd like to admit. They're all, all right. the damn programs, but I don't know. I just I think getting that kind of mindset in people and like it's almost like crazy because like when I came when I talked to people from Illinois because you know down here in like small farm town like the COVID stuff they didn't really follow along with it. They didn't go along even yeah. though Illinois was one of the like top lockdown states or like top five or six or something like that. But the people down here didn't go along with it. There were signs posted, but no one wore a mask. I was I was walking into restaurants here. No one cared. Once you got close to the cities, that changed a little bit. But what was more shocking to me was how close we are. Like people in Illinois, where I'm from, are so close to Missouri that during the lockdowns, all the businesses were closed in Illinois, but then they went right over to Missouri. And it was like, there's just no COVID. And it's just like this imaginary yeah. line, just like no COVID, yep. just magic. Like, what? what is that? <laughs> that that's the yeah. one thing that that COVID did, right? Is it forced people to think locally. And really, that started with gun rights, right? Where people were working within their states to push constitutional carry and stuff. I mean, Tony and I, when I was still on Facebook, we actually went to the Virginia gun rally and I, we streamed and we covered it. And we saw a lot of these like sheriffs in different local areas basically pushing back even against their own state. Right. It's like, no, in in this county, we have this culture. We have this. We're not complying with this because we think it's wrong. And that was such a cool thing to see. Right. That was such a refreshing experience. And it really started with gun rights in general. Right. And then COVID pushed it to a whole nother level where you had Florida and all these other states basically doing their own thing and then showing the rest of the country like, actually, this is working better. This is working better for us. Maybe it wouldn't work for New York. Maybe it wouldn't work for California. But you know what? In Florida, this works. And people, People started thinking about that. They started thinking more locally. They started thinking about those imaginary lines. Like, why does COVID exist here, but not here? And so the one thing I could say that for sure good came out of that is that change of thought process. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a good 
good thought process that Americans can start having. I mean, I'm I'm not even saying it has to be a national voice. Even if we just got this back to some good old federalism, I'd be okay with that. Just good a little Tenth Amendment action going on. Let's go. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. Just good state rights going where they're like, yeah, they just you know they just they don't listen to the federal government as much. You know what I mean? Like right. that, that <laughs> right. that's good. Right. This this Step is in the this right is direction. where this is where the national concealed carry proposal or law that they want to they they put they tried to put through or whatever like blows my mind i'm like that's not that's not states rights right like i i don't want a national law telling every state they have to do something and if i agree <laughs> i with just it. don't you yeah. know i i mean i don't precedent. like i don't like the fact that when i go cross country i mean when during right after i had to drive to california to see my mom right after the COVID lockdowns and you know, you're driving and you don't know whether you can even get out of your car, depending on what state you're in. Right. Cause mm-hmm. one state they're like, Oh, you can't even, you can't even be here if you don't have your mask on. And then another one will be like, they're completely closed. I mean, we've stopped at some places. They just closed down. The gas stations just closed. They didn't, weren't even open still. Right. And so you're driving and each state did it differently. Right. And I'm like, that's inconvenient. You know, it's inconvenient to have completely different laws as you're driving across the United States. But you know what's worse? Having an overpowerful federal government that we have. That's what's worse. Yeah. yeah I, I would rather I would rather know some business is a socialist communist business and not give them my money than them being forced yep. to give me my money. Like I know it sounds yeah. crazy, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, you know what? I don't want to give you my dollar. How about I just go somewhere else that isn't crazy? Yep. Yeah. That's a yeah, and I think I uh, I kind of think that's we're seeing like a reemergence of that. I think a lot of, I mean, have you heard of the defend the guard? Have you, have you heard of that before? I have not. I don't think I have not. No. Okay, well, you I think you guys will like this, but basically, defend the guard is an organization, and it was founded by a bunch of combat veterans. And what they're doing is they're trying to get uh, an, a bill passed in uh, states saying that um congress has to declare war before you can pull national guardsmen from their state and send them um to uh, off to afghanistan or anything and i, I think they got it's a real i mean i think it's relatively new but they got like at least in like 20 states or something like that they got they got a bill presented i don't think anything's passed yet but this is like kind of a big push and it's coming from like combat veterans like guys that actually like nice. went and and fought and stuff like on the front lines and uh they got like a bunch of support and uh, i just i just know that what is his name dan mcknight that's the name of the guy but um he's really big yeah he's really he's great he's really big on that and he's like a big constitutionalist guy and it's just really cool watching like that's what i mean when i say like watching these states like kind of like put up a fight against like the federal resistance i think that's why ron DeSantis got so popular I mean, he just blatantly, straight out in front of the whole world, not just America, the whole world, he's just like telling him, F you, we're not doing that. We're doing it this way. And it, it was yeah. just amazing. He got so popular. And maybe that's why it's catching on. It's kind of DeSantis kind of show how how much political gain you can have when you stand up to the federal federal government. See, but the refreshing thing, thing to see. Is- but when somebody like him gets so much notoriety in my mind immediately goes, maybe he's a plant. 
like, is the Sanchez a psyop? I don't know. This must, this yeah. must be a plant. He's, he's, he's it's just, so hard to gonna, get good news anymore. Screw us. Yeah, yeah, it's hard yeah. to get good news anymore for sure. Yeah, and like I, I, I always see people from Florida, or well, some people from Florida, and they'll say like Ron, uh, Ron DeSantis for president or whatever, and I was like. All I want to do is just add Ron DeSantis for president of Florida. You know, how great would that be if you could be president of Florida? Exactly. (laughs) Just graffiti all the bumper stickers. Yeah, and if I I was from Florida, why would you want DeSantis to leave? Like, why would you want to go serve Washington where, like, he's almost useless for your state? Like, why would you want that? Like, that's dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in a in a state that so has such a population of Florida, right? That like that's the key, right? Like you want New York, California, and Florida be taken over by like you know constitutionalists if they can, and if if that happens, we're in, we're sitting pretty, you know. Yeah, that's a lot of electoral college votes too. Um, I'm, well, we're probably getting close to the end, but before. We, and I was just going to ask you, I guess this is more for Brandon, but did you ever think that your meme page would get so big? Did you ever think that you would, uh, like, I mean, your memes are pretty famous. You're pretty well known on Instagram and Facebook. And I know how, how big was your biggest account? I'm sure it got banned before. Uh, Like 50 something thousand followers like that. Yeah. So yes, that's, that's yeah, well, I'm, sure, I'm sure people. Yeah. No, I, I, I think, um, I think for me, what I saw was as long as you remain consistent in your message and truthful, um, that whatever happened with it, I was kind of said, well, whatever happens with it happens with it. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't really concerned about growing that. I was more concerned about pushing a pushing what I believe was true. And I think that's really what the world needs and what the country needs is truth. People pushing out truth that, um, doesn't get out into the light a whole lot, you know? And so that's really all, what the page was again it started as a total shit post just to mess with somebody and it just kept kept going and i kept sharing my thoughts and stuff on there and um it kept going and i hope it keeps going simply because i think that the message of liberty is popular i think that it's growing and i think that like i said when you see people start advocating for decentralization at different levels it's, it's a cool thing to see you know what i mean mm-hmm. so that's what it is for me no idea where it's going no idea where where why it's even where it is but hopefully the message keeps growing and going forward uh in 2016 was that the best time for memes it was pretty it was a golden age yeah it was <laughs> it was what, pretty great what, dude not gonna lie <laughs> what was your highest reach brandon i i, I had i had posts that were in the millions oh wow yeah we we, awesome. we, we had we had some million posts yeah it was um it was pretty cool i mean like <laughs> i mean the epstein stuff was particularly one that was like you know yeah <laughs> a hotbed and it was just like I'd, I'd get so angry you know because i have kids i have three kids and i have one on the way and it's like you know seeing such evil right just yeah just openly out there it's just that's the thing for me is like anytime i get passionate about something like anytime i get angry those tend to be the the, the posts that get the most reach it's just like right because i'm putting the this is what i think is true out there and so those are the posts like i didn't think much of it would put together in a couple minutes and next thing i check the next day and it's like oh cool this is at six hundred thousand people huh where that's gonna go kind of weird you know yeah i'm sure it is pretty weird i mean i mean we our our instagram was kind of like four i think fourteen thousand before it got banned and i mean that took like two years to get but honestly i just i thought the memes were funny amazingly that's what we were posting 
but we never yeah. thought that we could actually like kind of have almost like a small internet army that we could like fucking troll <laughs> people and just have fun like it was just fun <laughs> And I mean, yeah, y'all, y'all about to have a big meme day. Nine uh, eleven is one of my favorite days for the Bunny the Bullet podcast page. I'm not gonna lie; like every day, I'm like, "All right, nine nine twelve. Are you still? Oh, they're still here. All right, great, great. Yeah, you guys have sa- no holds barred that day. Yeah, we're saving up, but I, yeah, we're probably gonna get banned again. So dodge we're about to bullet. put the all. Yeah, <laughs> probably so instead of biting bullet, dodge the bullet. <laughs> dodge the good. <laughs> but you just recently started a podcast uh the same name right ma freedom memes is that correct yeah it, it's the uh, the ma freedom show um uh, check freedom. us out we're on spotify and most of the other platforms um of course we're on instagram too and we're on twitter i'm kind of getting back on the twitter thing so follow us ma freedom memes pretty simple to find so sweet well i just want to say thank you brandon thank you tony i've been a big fan of your guys's uh well i guess brandon's account and Tony, it was really nice having you on and meeting you. (laughs) But uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, guys. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yep, thanks.